think perseverance is one thing you will get about 20 rejections, but you will get those two. So keep going. And I just kind of learned through that, just develop a bit thick skin. They said, no, the final goal and move on to the next one. Jobs in ad tech. If you're looking for a new role in the industry, there's only one place to go. Free job listing for all recruiters and talent acquisition managers until September. Go to jobsinadtech.com today. Jobs in ad tech. Hello and welcome to the shiny new object podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative, the creative effectiveness ad tech platform. And this is our podcast. This is a show where I have the pleasure and the privilege of interviewing some of our industry's leaders every week. And this week is no different. I'm on a call with Sharf Tarkia, who is audience and MarTech manager at EasyJet. And as far as I'm aware, I think the first person in 250 odd episodes from an airline. So I'm very excited about this. Sharf, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, could you give the audience a quick overview of your career today? <laughs> Thank you, Tom. That's a great um, introduction. Sure. I'm proud to be here. Thank you very much for the uh, opportunity and invitation. I'm working at EasyJet as a audience and MarTech manager. I've been in the advertisement industry for about 12, 15 years now. But prior to that, I was basically, I started my marketing journey working for university sectors. That's like sales, marketing, working on overseas um, market recruitment activities, but also sort of above the line marketing strategy, how to enhance the business. And uh, I mean, funnily enough, I ended up in advertising industry as I studied my undergrad and master both in advertising and marketing. So that was like a long time coming, but I think I had a slight complication where um, I was reliant on the visas when I was a student here. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, luckily I got over that process and when I got my citizenship. I then, at the age of 31, uh, started uh, again, um, sorry, age of 30 actually, started as an um, intern um, in an ad tech company based in London for two months. Um, uh, without any pay and that kind of opened up an opportunity for a six months very basic sort of a salary started at a mid agency called audience um, audience store it was based out of Tottenham Court Road to just basically doing a reporting like a junior exec but sort of built my way through that ended up at IPG um, media brands worked on a couple of great clients like GoPro Canada Goose um, ended up running the Amex pitch and sort of um, won the Amex pitch and part of the whole setup um, for American Express at IPG. Then I moved from there to Mediacom um, as a manager, campaign manager. So I had about a report of three direct, three to four people um, and still like sort of a mid-management role. And uh, then the big opportunity arise where I then moved after getting married with my wife to Singapore. And we set up back to IPG, set up the whole Cadian um, office there and unfortunately from there then COVID happened and um, we pr pretty much lost the job and had to move back uh, with a big debt and at that point I started my own company um, that's basically picking up a lot of contractual work some work was becoming available as you remember end of 2020 in August oh, sorry 2020 August and from there basically did a lot of auditing easy job came up as an audience martech manager and i was like well airlines hiring that is a bit 
odd that nothing is flying around. So I'll just apply for it and see what happens. Um, and yeah, so it's three years later down the line, I'm still here and running on some really nice and um, exciting projects. Uh, we, we are part of a new media investment team, um, just ran the whole pitch process across Europe. So we traveled across Europe, um, got two new agencies, got some MarTech we onboarded and um, really sort of pushing EasyJet in a digital connected world where we um, can score read really high on Google's, you know, the um, digital um, digital roadmap. Um, so yeah, we're just pushing really hard for that and really trying to put a lot of incrementality and uh, uh, sort of streamline our marketing and media strategy. So that is basically me in a nutshell. Wow, what a story. Right, so question, what advice would you give to a student knowing what you know and doing what you've done, moving around country to country, business to business, what advice would you give a student to make a better job of it than you have? I swear to God, this is a very sort of a personal question that kind of hit home really, really um, on a sensitive note. It's just because when I started it, I, as a student as well, I wanted to work in media and there was just not an opportunity available because, you know, you're reliant on that the visa laws were changing. If you remember back in the day when David Cameron had introduced quite I had to do post-study work, but then even then it was a bit sort of a difficult opportunity because nobody would want to pay a graduate £35,000 on annual salary with no experience. So luckily I moved into the um, basically persevere. And uh, then recently when I started this media career, I used to go to LinkedIn and basically find sort of, um, there's like an interesting story there as well, find somebody who I can just, because I was so, so desperate. And my wife also back then, girlfriend worked in a media agency and didn't want to rely on her sort of pulling us a favor. So I reached out to, I think at that point, uh, that point it was um, CMO. I'm talking about nine, 10 years, 12 years ago of Group M. I came across a profile, I messaged him directly saying that, listen, this is my experience. This is what I've been doing. Really keen starting at an exact level. I'm happy to take a step back. Uh, would you then be able to kind of get me in touch with someone? And luckily enough, or um, I think it just he probably liked the message. He got me in touch with their direct recruitment uh, person. They then spoke to me, and I started basically the interview process. So when didn't go down that way, went to a different way. But there was one thing. But one thing I would say is persevere and please uh, find there are loads of people who you can reach out to via recruitment or direct to the companies. LinkedIn is a great way to do it. Um, some events are great to do it. All of them are kind of most of them are free to sort of attend as well. Um, reach out to people, ask for advice, and just take an internship because that gives you a nice sort of um, way or a step through the door, and you get to learn a lot. And then once you got, get that step through the door, then you can ex start to explore um, other opportunities. As I said, I mean, I started a month internship just to understand the business, just to understand what the, this advertising world is like. And it was quite different because I ended up in ad tech rather than being a media marketing. So learn learn from i mean I, I my studies were a consumer sort of a behavior and marketing theories right yeah. and here i was pulling reports and analyzing with the bare minimum excel skills but that literally gets polished and people in the industry as you would know that our industry it's very helpful people it has that sort of a family you know sort of camaraderie that people love teaching and you do get to learn a lot especially when you start at an agency so that would be a starting point and you can literally find um, exact level jobs, even in 18, 20K, and that's not a lot, but you improve quite quickly. So I think perseverance is one thing. You will get about 20 rejections, 
but you will get those too. So keep going. And I just kind of learned through that, just develop a bit thick skin. They said, no, the final goal and move on to the next one. So perseverance and just sort of willing to take a step back. Um, I would say then everything comes together. for a student but now i'm going to push you for a marketing tip what is the best bit of marketing advice that you pass on most often um yeah so this is what we have been doing at the moment at easyjet like basically understanding the audience and you can imagine um at easyjet who's an airline of course the first party data and e-commerce website right you should know that well you would have your audiences honed in well answer to that is no because we didn't even know who our audiences were up until I came into the picture about three years ago and started like, well, we need to build some personas who are even marketing um, or who, who, who is the audience. So understanding their audiences and that kind of simplifies the other processes because you could be very one dimensional, like a lot of people focus on PPC or SEO and it's nothing against that, but programmatic channel, for example, display, YouTube, video, you can reach out to audiences in the moment, you know who they are, you know what they're doing, and you just start to refine and automate. So what we started to do is basically simplify, got rid of a lot of jargons because I'm bringing this new channel into the, into the, um, into the company. And if I'm going to start talking about, you know, the CPMs, the CTRs, and all those four-letter acronyms which we are obsessed with, <laughs> if I start dropping them, uh, nobody would understand. So I had to simplify that. I think simplify understanding your... Um, corporate strategy and then kind of aligning your media goals objectives by understanding your audiences and you can only do it by utilizing the data you know going down to the granular level as well um, just access to the data don't be afraid to test and learn and fail and then then learn from that too that's what we call it trial and error right so a lot of times i've seen marketing teams across the board would do um, a test just for the sake of running a test. And if it's not incremental, I'm not going to learn it. I'm not going to run it. Or if they go back or they're coming from somewhere else and they're like, well, this didn't work for BT. Say, for example, I'm coming from, I'm coming to and it doesn't work here. No, trends change, people change, consumer behavior change. Like if you look at now travel sector, the, the, the travel behavior that people had in 2020 or prior to that, it's completely transformed. Um, people are looking for post-holiday blues. They land, they start to look for holidays. I mean, the projection was that this industry is not going to go anywhere till 2025. Well, we did a massive year, like we broke our records uh, of sales last year. So the trends always change. So keeping up with those trends, understanding what your consumer and audiences are doing, and then simplifying those processes by the help of the data and open to trial and error. I think that would be my one advice, which I can sort of give to any marketeer. This episode of the Shiny New Object Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Madfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So we're going to move on now to your shiny new object, which is a first, I have to say, which is the EasyJet 
branded podcasts. So I think I know what that is, but could you a specific guidance on what that is and why it is your shiny new object? Sure. So I think if you um, if you have taken a, an EasyJet flight at some point in your life, you would see that we are a low-cost carrier and we are pretty good at what we do. However, we don't have an in-flight entertainment system, right? Um, that's one thing. Um, everybody's talking about attention, just to give you a little bit of background at the moment. And attention is nothing new. You know, it's always been there. That's the whole point of getting an audience attention is to generate a sale. And that's the end goal of your marketing campaigns, really. Um, but everybody's talking about attention. It's nothing new. So it's like, okay, we can put a spin to it. We can test it. But what does that mean? Does it drive goals? Does it drive objectives? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it differently. And in order to keeping that attention in my mind, I went and did a couple of podcasts, been on a guest, like, for example, this is another one. I've just recorded last week, um, Flights of Fantasy, spoke to someone and we came back with an idea. Well, we call it Flights of Fantasy, an EasyJet um, sort of podcast where we will have a celebrity guest. Like I went on to the podcast with Bella Hull. She's an upcoming comedian. Very funny, very entertaining. So we'll have a celebrity, we'll have a cabin crew, we will have a pilot, for example, as a part of the, uh, the upcoming episodes. And we will talk about destination holidays. For example, if we're going from here to Venice, I went in, we talked about what to do, what not to do, the quirks of the airport, like how can you really make your life easier at the airport? For example, don't bring like, you know, toiletries or keep them wrapped up and at the top. What's your holiday hack? So it's just sharing that information and then also talking about top 10 things you want to do or the food you want to try or the wine you want to taste, like, you know, what's a different taste. So it's just kind of really gives you a perspective of person's own experience where they have been or what's on their next fantasy to go to and what they're fantasizing about that holiday. So that then brings into a very sort of a nicer um, um, environment and it's only going to be 20, 25 minutes max. What I'm also going doing is basically putting in two ad slots in there, which will be an in-flight sort of announcement, keeping it all sort of puns within the, you know, the airlines business. And that will just kind of give them an idea of what that ad can fit in and how it would sound like. But I'm also talking about the KPIs and sort of providing that attention metric. The reason for that is, as you know, that people who are listening to the podcast are fully committed to it. They have this trusted environment and it's really important if you want to gain audiences' attention, you do it in a way where you have them and they are engaging and they're listening. So that brings it a very good sort of a brand um, uplift there. So this is the whole idea that I came found. But the reason I came around this was I was going to Barbados with a wife on a flight and I was bored. It's about eight, eight nine hours flight, right? Bloody long flight. Um, so I was just like bored of watching anything else on the TV. So like, I wanted to do something in Barbados. What is there to do? And the second time we're going there, the family is there. So I just watched this uh, video popped up. I think when I was scrolling through, said destination Barbados or 20 things to do there. It was very sort of heavily branded, commercialized, but that gave me an idea of listing down five, 10 things to do over the course of two year, two, two weeks what food I wanted to try, where do I want to do, have a rum punch and buy the beach bar or whatnot. So that gives you a very nice idea. Uh, and then you get to see a lot, learn a lot about the culture. So that was basically all incorporated into this flight of fantasy, my shiny new thing, which I've been basically working on recently. And how did you settle on the idea? Did you have like a long list of different routes, some serious, some comedic? This sounds like a kind of more like 
informational, listicle, advice type podcast, which sounds great. But what? Um, how did you arrive at that? Did, did you do user research? Was it based on, I have a persona of X, this persona needs this thing, so therefore this podcast is going to satisfy that? Or, was, or did it come from a creative place where you're like, oh, this will be cool. Let's just do that. Um, it was mainly two things, really. So I thought like we can, what we can do on the back of that, push people to download EasyJet podcast while you're going, for example, here to Rome. So we'll have like at least to start with five, 10 different destinations, popular destinations, right? Of course, there'll be some research behind that where we will roll it out. And because people don't have an in-flight entertainment, we will have them, them into that environment. And the whole idea here is to keep that user um, engaged, busy, keep on coming back, listening to the advice. So it came out just from a personal experience where I was like, going to Barbados, I've, I've gone to a podcast, just listened to it, and kind of came across it, heard the benefits of it, um, how it can really engage audience and with a the, with the trust factor there. So the podcast is only available in flight, is that right? No, it will be available via app, via Spotify, which I'm still kind of discussing those um, sort of um, elements, how we're going to launch it there, as well as you will be able to download it um, via push notification via our app so we still working out on those logistics so it will be an option for them to download it it will definitely get there um, because when you're in sort of flight mode our i think onboard internet isn't that great it's just been so it would be a before thing to do right okay and so are you planning to monetize it you said you had some sort of funny ad placements or like tell me a bit more about that so the thing is, of course, marketing budgets are set out and you can sort of see where I'm going with this rogue approach where I tend to do it every now and then. If it gets absolutely annihilated, it gets annihilated. But I've got a really good idea around it. What I want to do, like push like two ads in that. Um, so I've put two slots in there. And what it would do is basically um, depending on how at the moment I'm also doing a research with, with a company called 18 something, um, basically just speaking with them that how does this work or even with the Spotify or things like that, that just we want to monetize at the end of the day. But what we want to do, we don't want to put a Twee ad in there or a Jet to Hold ad in there. It would be based on hotels. It would be based on, um, you know, our sort of ancillary partners like um, travel insurance, car hire, um, things like that. So we will basically focus on those elements and keeping it into the travel sector and then opening out later to other elements like, you know, um, anything from like, I don't know, Heineken or um, other branded products. So that's how we want to monetize it. The reason I want to do it is that I want it to create for its own self, like for example, net zero cost um, cost equivalent, right? It will offset itself. So that's the whole idea here. going to approach the fact that you have the corporate line to tone because i've heard brands do podcasts and i'm sure this isn't true for all of them but they've, they can be very safe you listen to them you think yeah this sounds beautiful the the audio spot on it's got a really nice jingle it's got high energy it's been edited well but the content has to deliver on the brand guidelines right and the brand brand guidelines 
generally, unless you're some extreme company, is to be liked by the target audience, right? You're not necessarily there to be challenged, challenging. Whereas the beauty of podcasts is when you find a raw podcast that just goes straight to the heart of the topic, because all that matters is the person who's talking and the person who's listening. And the, there's no brand as such. There's just someone talking from the heart about the thing that they care about. So how are you going to navigate that huge gap between you wanting to do a podcast because it's fun and interesting and you can tell a story and the fact that you need to tow the corporate line, but that's not the nature of podcasts. No, exactly. And that's why I think the branding would need to be very subtle, right? There will be an easier sort of um, starting or like a music and jingle, which we have for a lot of ads. And then if you have taken an easy jet supply, so like recently I have recorded it, the whole idea here to keep it subtle, keep it like very, very not brand heavy, but because then, that becomes like another TV ad or a slot ad where people will get bored and don't like it. So it's just sharing experiences onto a destination. And when you're going with EasyJet, basically you will get that pushed in and it is a branded, you know, it will be branded via EasyJet, orange color and whatnot, but that content would be subtle content would be my experience. That's why we have a um, captain coming in where you're from an EasyJet captain or a, or a cabin crew member who will be as a guest um, so we try and keep it bare minimum to a not too heavily loaded on brand. Are you going to um, pull in live dynamic audio flight prices? No, we're not going to do that. Could you do that? I'm just trying to work out technically how you deliver that, but um, I'm sure someone somewhere's got a solution. But yes, that wouldn't be in the spirit of the podcast at all. I'm being stupid. Sharp, <laughs> no. uh, unfortunately, we need to leave it there. We're at time. So if someone wants to get in touch with you about the podcast or about perseverance, how would you like them to do that? Where's the best place for them to get in touch with you? And what makes a, an outreach message to you that you will actually respond to? Sure. I mean, just like a general advice, um, heard about, you know, if you have heard about what I have been on a couple of panels in here and just like a very general light message rather than having sort of um, um, email is probably not the best way. LinkedIn is great because you get loads and loads of emails. You're just trying to get through it. And it would be just like a lighthearted, you know, easily just like if you need an advice or speak to me on a topic or anything like that. LinkedIn, probably the best. I do read that. I do reply on that. Um, and basically, re recently, a student reached out as well for me after the Mad Fest to ask for advice. And I'm like, well, I'm in London, XYZ. Happy to arrange a call or a, or some time with you. So yeah, I do tend to pick that up quite quickly. Brilliant. Shaf, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Absolute pleasure. Hi, just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the Shiny New Object Podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also, if possible, don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love to hear your feedback uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything. I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.